Great. Happy New Year to you. We can say it properly this week. It felt, I felt like I wanted to last week, but we were actually on New Year's Eve. So welcome to 2024. It's going to be a good one. Yep. God, that's really good. Half of you believe it. It's going to be a good year. There. Great. And you know, we've started this year with so much excitement and anticipation. And God is with us and and He has lit a fire in our hearts. Um, But what I want to talk a little bit about this morning is how do we keep this fire burning within us? You know, we started this year well. We've, we've started in His presence, praying, fasting, giving testimony. Next week, we have our leaders gathering. Um, if you are, you are all welcome, sign up. It's going to be a blast. We've got people coming from all over the UK. A number of people from Europe are, are coming. So it's um, Thursday, no, Friday and Saturday. And, and if you're a pastor, Thursday night. So get signed up. But what I want to talk, I want to talk this morning about fire. So if you've got a Bible, find Leviticus. When was the last time you started your new year off in Leviticus? Here we go, okay? And when we, when we read the, the Word of God here, we stand. So why don't you stand? And we're going to read Leviticus chapter 6 from verse 8. Are you ready? Here we go. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, command Aaron and his sons saying, this is the law of the burnt offering. The burnt offering shall be on the hearth upon the altar all night until morning. And the fire of the altar shall be kept burning on it. And the priest shall put on his linen garment and his linen trousers. He shall put on his body and take up the ashes of the burnt offering, which the fire has consumed on the altar and he shall put them beside the altar. Then he shall take off his garments, put on other garments, and carry the ashes outside the camp to a clean place. And the fire of the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order on it. And he shall burn on it the fat of the peace offerings." The fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall never go out. Amen. Take a seat. When God lights a fire in our lives, it's important we don't let it go out. And that's my prayer for this year. Lord, you're doing so much amongst us. There's so much excitement of your presence, your healing, your salvation. Don't let the fire that you have lit in our lives go out. Keep it burning. And Leviticus, that passage we've just read, mentions three times that the fire on the altar um, was, was never to go out. And fire is really important in the, 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 the story of the presence of God, God amongst us. When uh, Moses is about to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt, it's fire that catches his attention, but it's not normal fire because there's a burning bush that isn't going out. It's not consuming itself. Um, when, when he 
and God leads the, the Israelites out of Egypt through the desert. He leads them by a pillar of fire at night that they can see. It's a sign of his presence. And here we, we have the, the law being, being given. And what we're going to see is literally uh, uh, in, a, in a few chapters, um, the fire of God is going to come on the, the altar and consume the offering. And what I want to say to you is, if you have the fire of the Holy Spirit in your life, keep it burning and your life will change unrecognisably. If you have the fire of the Holy Spirit in your life, keep it burning and your life will change unrecognisably. And, and so, so the... the, the, the um, the offering was put on the altar, and this is what we read in Leviticus 9. You can go home and read some of these stories. Fire came out of the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat offerings on the altar. And when all the people saw it, they shouted for joy and fell face down. And you know, whenever fire is mentioned in the Bible, it, it, it's representing God's power, His presence, his refining, his purification. Now, the, the thing I want you to see is that God lights the fire. It's he, his job is always to light the fire in us. It's our job to keep the fire going because um, in Numbers we read, Numbers 3, 4, again, you can read the story another time. Aaron's sons, they go, oh, don't worry, we've got our own fire. And so they bring their own fire to the altar and the fire of God comes and they're consumed. You see, it's not about your fire. It's not about your excitement. It's not even about all your dreams and desires. It's about the gift of His fire in our lives. He lights the fire. When He's lit a fire in your life, you don't want it to go out. Treasure it. In the New Testament, John the Baptist comes and he says that Jesus is going to baptise with the Spirit and fire. And then when the Spirit comes at Pentecost, what happens? Tongues of fire. God lights the fire. But it's our job to keep the fire burning Otherwise, it'll go out. When Paul writes to Timothy, he says, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Why is he reminding Timothy? Because if you don't fan it, it will go out. The fire in our lives has been lit by the Holy Spirit and it is our job to keep it alight. Pastor Ricardo, when I, I was at a Vivimiento, um, oh, five or six years ago, he told me to come home, and this is what he said. He said, when, when live coals are lying there, they might seem quenched, and this is how England is. But when you blow, the flame starts growing, and the Lord declares that it has not been put out. He sees an ember of coal. He sees it. And the Lord says, blow, 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 and the flame will ignite again. And that's what's been happening over these last years. 
the Lord has blown on us and lit a fire. So really quickly, how do we practically keep this flame alive in our lives this year? And this is, I've got 10 things. Don't panic too much. I'm going to move really quick. You're going to have to figure out how the 10 things work in your life. From a lady called Catherine Coleman. Some of you know who I'm talking about. And another guy who's modified them a little bit called Steve Barber. That's me. So here we go. Number one, choose to shake the world for Jesus. This year, make a choice in your life. I am going to shake the world for Jesus. Jesus says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Okay, the, the, the fire from Jesus is to change the world. It transforms our lives and then it transforms the lives of those around us. The fire must bring change. There is a purification that happens. The priests, when they were at the altar, they had one set of clothes for when the offering, but when they were to take the rubbish out of the, of the burnt offering, they had to change their clothes, okay? And that's what Jesus is doing to us. The fire is transforming our lives. We are changing. We're being transformed from one degree of glory. I'm not like I used to be. You're not like you used to be. Your life is changing because the fire of God in your life. And, and, and as you keep that burning, your life will keep on changing. Number two, know how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. He now lives in you. So daily, you need to listen to His voice. You need to read your Bible every day and talk with him continually. That's prayer. But then you need to do what he says. So you need to read the word. You need to be with him in prayer, listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying. But then we have to do it. Um, this last week, um, Upper Room a Church in the US posted this uh, thing on, I don't know if it was Twitter or whatever, but I, I really liked it. They said, if you read the Bible four times a week, this is what will happen. Okay, and there was, a, they did, they'd done a survey of, of people. Four times a week, we can do better than that, right? We can read it every day. Okay, but this is the, this is the survey of what happened four times a week. If you read it four times a week, they said, feeling lonely drops by 30%. Outbursts of anger drop by 32%. Bitterness in relationships drops 40%. Alcoholism drops 57%. Sex outside marriage drops 68%. Feeling spiritually stagnant drops 60%. Viewing pornography drops 61%. But then look at this. Sharing your faith jumps 200%. Discipline, discipline, discipling others jumps 230%. Read your Bible. Be in the presence of God. Fan the flame. Keep the fire alight. Okay, number three, believe in miracles. Believe in miracles for your life and for the lives of people around you. The mountains in our lives are there so we can overcome them. You see, 
Jesus says the tiniest amount of faith, you can speak to this mountain and it will throw it in the sea. If you don't have any mountains, you don't need faith. If you've got nothing to overcome, you don't need faith. They're there so that you can learn to exercise faith and the participation in miracles keeps the fire burning. You see, we shouldn't need to believe in miracles. Miracles should be a normal part of our everyday life. I love, I love the wedding at Cana. And um, they, they, there's a wedding, uh, probably John's wedding, because that's why he writes about it. And Jesus is a guest. They run out of wine. Uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, says to Jesus, can you help them out? And he says, it's not my time. She doesn't listen. She just says, do whatever he says. But the thing I love about it is who gets to see the miracle? It's, it's the servants. Because Jesus says to the servants, go to the water jars over there that you use for, the, for washing, draw some water from them and take them to the head of the table and pour it out. And the, 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 the master of the table drinks it. He doesn't know what he's drinking, only the servants do. And it turns and he says, normally, wow, he says, normally people do the best wine first and then they serve bad wine as people have had a lot to drink. But not you. You've saved the best till last. Because Jesus, when Jesus turns water into wine, it's good stuff. But the, the only people that saw the miracle were the servants. And of course, John, who writes about it. We get to see the miracles. We're the servants of Jesus Christ. So believe in miracles. They should be a normal part of our everyday life. Okay, number four. Depend on the power of the Holy Spirit. Zechariah says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. And when he, again, when he writes this, he's talking in the context, you can read it, um, of moving mountains, Moving the, the, the big things that are ahead of us and seeing a change. And you know, every time I rely on my own resources, I get worn out and the fire starts to go out because I'm trying to do it in my own strength. I need to learn to host his presence, not just in church. We need to learn to host the presence of the Holy Spirit when we gather in church. And that's really important. But then we take that joy, we take that presence with we wherever we go and he starts to transform our lives. So it's not us trying to get through life. We're, we're drawing on his strength and his power in our lives. And we, we start to see what he can do and we cooperate with him. It's not that we don't do anything, but it's not all our hard work. It's, it's him changing our lives and showing us what he can do. He can do so much more. He, you know, just when we were praying for the sick, you know, he made us. I, I'm so grateful for doctors, but they're still trying to figure everything out. He knows everything about us. He knows how to change at a you know, molecular level. He can rewrite DNA. He did it with a word. And that's why we, we gather in his, and we see the sick healed. 
He loves to do this, but it's his power, not ours. I'm grateful for doctors. And I'm grateful for all that we, all we know and all that they do, but he knows more. Okay, number five, praise and worship Jesus. We can do that one, right? That one we don't have any trouble with. We can come into his presence with thanks, praise and worship. Humble yourself, become even more undignified than this. We sang it. Every opportunity come into his presence and the fire will keep burning. Number six, this one might surprise you. If you've never been called, don't do it. If you've never been called, don't do it. Do what he's told you to do, not what he hasn't told you to do. It's okay to say no, as long as you know what he's told you to say yes to. You can't say no to everything. But if you know what you're saying yes to, it's okay to say no. Jesus says, I only do what I see the Father doing. And sometimes we find ourselves in places that we shouldn't be. They're not bad places. Um, You just haven't been called to be there. What do I mean? Well, some of you need to realise that the call on your life is your work vocation. And you're striving and striving, Lord, I want to be more spiritual. I want to be able to prophesy. I want to, you know, I want to be in heaven three times a week. You know, I I want to see all these visions and and we want all those things to happen. But, But your call is to be a teacher. Your call is to be on fire for Jesus in a school. Your your call to be a lawyer. Your call is to be a lawyer who's on fire, bringing justice and truth. Um, you 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 know you, you you're an accountant. We need some accountants that are on fire for Jesus. They do exist. I need some this year. We've got to raise four million pounds to buy this building. I need an accountant that's blazing. I do, that are are on fire because that's the vocation. And then when we're we're in where he's called us, the power of God is released. And sometimes we're always wanting to be somewhere where we're not. And, and, And if he hasn't called you to be there and you're trying to be there, the fire will go out. Instead, be where he's told you to be and the fire will burst forth. Number seven, you don't have to understand, just obey. Do what he says. For my thought, Isaiah says this about the Lord. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And I think what I want to say to you this year, are you ready to walk his paths and obey what he says, even when you don't understand. And it's, you know, I'm the last one to tell you not to go to the Lord with all your questions, not to ask questions. But sometimes we just need to do what he says and not understand. If Jesus tells us to do something, yes, sir. Don't speak to that person. It's not, well, I'm not sure if I'm called to, yes, sir. Give all your employees a rise this year. Yes, sir. Everyone's, oh, yeah, no, we like that, all right? But I don't under, you don't always have to understand, do what he says. Um, number eight, 
Give your heart. Give your heart this year. You are the apple of his eye. What will he be to you this year? What's he going to be to you this year? This is from Song of Songs. This is the Shunammite woman about her lover. Like an apple tree among the trees of the woods, so is my beloved among the sons. I sat down in his shade with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. He brought me to the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. Sustain me with cakes of raisins. Um, <laughs> it doesn't translate very well. Um, or a, 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 a flagon of wine, a big, um, a big jar of wine. Refresh me with apples, for I am lovesick. And all the guys were going, oh, that's just for the girls. You're, you know, that's just, it's too girly for us. Let's talk about some manly stuff. Look, have you ever seen a guy in love? I mean, when a guy falls in love, it's like all the brain connections go wrong. And, and he, he's, he can't speak. And some of you might say he can't speak normally, but, um, but you know, everything, he loses all grasp on, on reality. You know, girls, how do you know a guy is in love with you? Well, he'll do anything for you. You know, he'll, he'll drive you anywhere and not complain. He'll even go shopping with you and, 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 and look like he's enjoying it. Why? Because all of the mind, because of the love hormones, have, has, has got disconnected. And he's not himself. <sighs> Guys, the problem is that we have is staying in love. Ah, the problem we have is staying in love. Loving. The, the bride of our of our youth. The Bible talks a lot about that. And you know what? If we lose, if, if we lose our love for Jesus, how will we be able to love the bride that we wanted to walk with for the rest of our lives? You see that love comes from God. And the, 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 the fire that he's lighting in us is about giving our heart and when we give our heart to Jesus and fall in love with Jesus, we fall in love with our wives, our families, our children, and the fire starts to blaze in us. It's not a girly thing. It's a people thing. It's a gift from heaven. God always starts the fire. We have to keep it burning. Number nine, we're really almost done. God is absolute perfection. He never makes a mistake. Trust him with your life. Trust him with your family, your children, your finances. You know, I'm, over Christmas, I was reading Job, not because I, I wanted to be depressed, but because it was just where I was on my, on my Bible reading. I, and I actually, I love the story of Job. And, you know, all the, the mountains and all the struggles he has to go through, but this is what he writes at the end of his life. I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me which I did not know. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear. But this is what he says. But now my eye 
sees you. And now I know you. And I want to say to you, God is perfection. He doesn't make mistakes. No matter what you're going through, what the mountains, put your trust in him. He has a plan. And the fruit of it is you will see him. You'll know him like you've not known him before. And then lastly, have conviction about your call. Know what he has called you to today. Old orders are good orders till you get new orders. What has he given you to do? Do it. Do it with all your strength and all your might. Whatever he's called you to do, put your whole energy into it. This is, um, uh, Jesus says, seek first the kingdom and all these other things will be added unto you. Or the message translates it. So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way. One day at a time, tomorrow will take care of itself. So this year, 2024, how are you going to keep the fire burning? He has lit a fire in our lives. We now have the job of keeping it burning. Choose to shape the world for Jesus. Cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Believe in miracles. Depend upon the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise and worship Jesus at any moment. If you've never been called, don't do it. You don't have to understand, just obey. Give your heart fully to Jesus. Remember, God is absolute perfection and have a 100% conviction about your call. And if we walk this way this year, the, the fire will not only stay alight, it will start to burn brighter and brighter and people will come and watch you burn. Why don't you stand up?